Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the radio ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for the series. And I have, I'm used to saying in studio with me, but we all have stay-at-home orders right now. So I have via Zoom, my friend, and I'm so glad now to call her sister in Christ, Amy Russell. Amy and I grew up together at church and other actually even ministries before then. She has a testimony to share with us about how God has preserved and protected her during her time in the New Age movement. And she has a wonderful testimony and some wisdom to share with us about New Age ideas and practices that are coming into the church. So welcome, Amy. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. All right. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you grew up? As you mentioned, I was brought up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school. I was involved in our church. I was involved in the youth group. I had lots of Christian friends, teachings, congregations that I would be a part of. And so throughout that, my parents instilled in me a Christian belief, following God's path, reading his word, trusting in him completely. And my parents warned me about straying away from the, from anything derived from the occult, from anything Mm -hmm. that wasn't of God. And they told me that if I did stray and step away from God's path, it would be very hard without Jesus's intervention to come back. So I was always aware of that. But then when I was young, I would sometimes see spirits. And I wondered why they would appear to me, you know, did this have significance? Was there a deeper meaning? Was there something that I should pursue? And it always, it always bothered me because I just thought, well, if my mom is telling me not to be a part of this, why is this a part of my life? You know, why should I turn my back on this? If this is something that, you know, I'm really intrigued by. So I was constantly just pushing it away, pushing it away. But I just thought maybe it had a deeper meaning. Maybe I'm supposed to pursue this. And so my curiosity always stayed with me regarding, the, regarding that phenomenon. After high school, then, you went on to a Christian Bible college. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I was involved in the Christian Bible college. I had Christian teachers. I had a Christian congregation. I had Christian fellowship and friends. I was involved in... Uh, the ministry, we went to New York and did a mission trip to New York. So I was very involved in that. I very much enjoyed that. And in that, I've studied courses that talked about different religions and different cults and what to look for and what to stay away from. So I studied all of that. I had all of the training. I had the Bible verses. I had all the training regarding discernment and what to stay away from, things that appear to be biblical the words can be twisted to make them sound biblical so that you get drawn into it, but they're actually something that is of the occult, you know? Right. They just change the meaning of the word. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was warned about all of this and I studied all of it, but I always had this like urging toward the supernatural, this like longing. And I could feel there was a presence with me that was always seducing me toward this realm you know it was like a there was like just a presence and it was always whispering in my ear and it was always telling me like you should check this out you're meant to pursue this this is your calling 
it was an oppressive presence that I, I just kept trying to ignore, kept trying to override with my Christian training, but it just never went away. So it was yeah. kind of attached to me. And then I got so frustrated that I left college early and okay. I just thought, you know what? I got to see what this is. I, I'm sick of running from it. Maybe this is, maybe this is something that I need to look at and seriously consider following. And so even though I knew better, mm -hmm. I, I just gave into that longing. I gave into that urging. Was there a certain event that was kind of pivotal for you? Um, or a time where you just thought, okay, I have a choice here. I can go this way. Or I can go that way. Or was it just more of a gradual shifting away from? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was more of a gradual shifting. And of course, once I left Bible college and I went home, of course, I was drawn to the secular friends, the, the job in the restaurant where we could just go out and have fun and party. You know what I mean? All of the things that I had pressed down and not let myself be a part of suddenly it was just the world was my oyster. And I'm like, I'm just going to check all of this out. And so it was more of like allowing the secular into my life. And it, it took my guard down so that the other things that I had been resistant of were able to come through more easily. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was kind of a slow process of just allowing myself to be part of the world, you know? Right. And then there was, there was no more barriers of the occult to come through. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. So then was there someone you met or an event that kind of made this official? Like I am now accepting new age doctrine and this is the way I'm going to go. Yeah. I began dating someone who wasn't good for me and he was pushing me toward yoga and meditation. And even with all of the other secular influences that I had allowed into my life, I knew that yoga and meditation were not a good idea. And I was, I was very reluctant, but he kept pushing. He kept going, you know, just try it. You know, it'll, it'll alleviate your stress. You seem really stressed. It'll, um, it'll be a good community for you to get involved in. You know, he's like, I practice all the time. Let's just do this and we can do it together and it can be our thing. And so of course I was like, okay, <laughs> against my better judgment. I was like, all right. So I began practicing yoga and the meditation involved. And I even said to him, I go, well, I'm really reluctant about meditation because my mom always said, don't give your mind over to anything that isn't of God because you're allowing something to enter that you don't want to enter because she had experienced that herself. And right. so with the meditation, he just said, no, it's just about relaxation. It's just about letting, re letting uh, go of stress. And I knew better. And I knew in my gut that that wasn't the right explanation, but you know, he was my boyfriend. I wanted to make him happy. So I, I went, I went for it. And that was right. kind of, that was the true shift. Of, okay. Okay. Now I'm open to this. And that was, right. that was Satan's way to kind of get a foothold. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, and friends, we are in a later session going to spend more time talking about meditation and yoga and some of these practices, because 
what Amy just said is what we hear all the time. It's just stretching. It's just relaxation. We're just breathing. There's churches with yoga mats. It's mm -hmm. everywhere. And so I want to make sure we can spend probably a full half hour just on that. But what's really important is that is also a stepping stone. It can be a turning point mm -hmm. and a way, sadly, away from Christ and towards the new age. So for those who might not be that familiar or perhaps just don't have a clear definition in their head, how would you define new age thinking or the new age movement? The main thing in the new age is the teaching that man is God and we don't need God because God is within us. And okay. so the practices are, the practices in the new age are about accessing the God within. So it eliminates the need for Jesus Christ in our lives because we are God. So we don't need a higher power because we are the higher power. So regarding yoga, it's about accessing the divinity within us. There's no need for God. There's no need for the Bible. There's no need for biblical teachings. If we only need to look within ourselves to find all those things, you right. know, to and find so our divine so then there's really no difference between us and Jesus then either. We've there's completely no erased that whole category of mm -hmm. one yeah. unique person being fully God and fully man. Right. And the blasphemy is that we don't believe that we are God, that we don't believe that within ourselves is God. So looking at the Bible and saying that God exists outside of us is the opposite of what the new age teaches because right. God is not separate. We are, we are one with God. God created us to be one with him. He didn't create us as a separate entity. We were created and we have God within us. So every cell is, is created through God and is God. So God within well, us, then, and God is us. So then is that really just full pantheism? It's yes. Panentheism is God in everything and God in us. And pantheism is God is us. You had a really good quote. I'd like you to share from your spiritual guru about we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. That is what I was always taught of like, don't separate yourself and say that you're human and God is God you're a spiritual being just like God's a spiritual being. And we've been put into this karmic human body to learn the lessons that we're supposed to learn in this lifetime. And then in the next lifetime, we'll have learned more so that we can elevate to the next being that we will move into. So that was the, the process of karma, if you will. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So it puts us in that mindset of like, we're all little gods. We're all little gods, just learning the lessons of the school of earth that we're in right now. And my teacher also used to say, yoga is 99% practice, 1% theory. So just practice yoga, just do the practice every day and everything will start to come you'll start to manifest that those things that you're you're seeking the answers that you're seeking are within you so if you practice they will start to manifest through you 
So it's not about study and theory as much as just getting on your mat and doing the practice and honoring the deities, moving through the practice every day so that you can begin to elevate your consciousness and move into your divinity. So, so how do you know when you've arrived at your divinity? Yeah, and that's, it's so funny because those questions get asked and my teacher would always say, just practice, just keep practicing. The truth will reveal itself, but just keep practicing. Don't ask questions, just keep practicing. And so the questions never really got answered. So it was always this elusive idea of, well, I'm moving toward the light and I'm moving toward my divinity. Don't ask the questions, just keep practicing, you know, and putting right. it out there and like through the meditation aspect of it, setting yourself on your mat with the mindset of like, I'm moving toward my divinity and everything else will take care of itself. So, so it's, it's work, 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 work. Yeah. And maybe Constantly. you'll eventually arrive at the light. But so. it might not even be in this lifetime. It might be in 10 lifetimes. Wow. So just do the work. <laughs> it seems so hopeless. It was so, so yeah. And looking back, it was very hopeless because I'm like, well, what if I don't see the results? Just keep practicing. You know, it was always the answer. So it was, yeah. it, it became very frustrating for me. So. That kind of reminds me of Galatians 2.21. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law or works, or works. then Christ died needlessly. If needlessly. it's about us and our work and just practice, just do the yoga, just keep mm -hmm. trying, keep trying, then Christ died needlessly. Then the work of the cross was needless. It was immaterial. You know, there was no, re no need for that. If I just need to get up in the morning and get on my mat and do my practice, then why did Christ die on the cross for our sins? You know, and it nullifies that, uh, the, the whole new age thought also nullifies it. Cause it's like, we don't need God. We are God within. Right. So God's within us. So we need to just tap into our own, our own God nature, our own divinity, and everything will be at our fingertips. So it erases, it's about erasing the need for the Bible, it's about erasing the need for Jesus in our lives. So then what is the new age concept of evil? Is there even a category of evil? There's not as, no, good and evil is not, it's more about the realm of karma, about the concept of karma, of we go through lifetimes to learn uh, what okay. we're supposed to learn. And if we make mistakes, the universe will punish us by bringing us back in another lifetime as maybe less than what we were. And okay. so a criminal doesn't necessarily need to be punished by the law. They'll be punished by the universe and they'll come back in a lesser form in the next life or something bad will happen to them in this life because the universe will handle it. The karma will handle it. Okay. And so there's no need for the law. There's no need to look outside of ourselves. We just are going to trust that everything is going to be handled through the universe's time. So it takes away from the concept of true good and evil because everything is just a lesson. If someone commits evil, well, they're just learning their lesson. And the lesson that will be learned, once the lesson's learned, then they can move past it and reach a higher state in their next incarnation.
So then is there any sort of real idea of sin or an ultimate law that is either upheld or transgressed? There is not. It's, it removes the idea of the concept of needing to be punished when everything is just put on the, on the um, idea of a lesson to be learned. And right. even if you kill someone, well, if you kill someone, that was their karma. And they brought that on themselves. So the universe took care of it because that person died because they needed to learn whatever lesson that was being taught to them at that time. But they'll come back in a better form, in a higher form, because the lesson was learned. So then it really removes all personal responsibility, too. All personal responsibility, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would also remove any idea of helping those who are in trouble or right and if you look at these countries poor because you don't want to wreck what karma is trying to do or what the right. is trying to do exactly no that's a good point because if you look at these countries like in india and the rate of poverty and the people laying in the streets in poverty and no one no one wants to interfere because the mindset is oh it's their karma and I don't want to, I don't want to ruin whatever lesson they're learning through the karma that is in their life now. So I have to leave them alone. Otherwise, they might have to relearn this lesson in a harder way. And so wow. it takes away from the idea of helping people because, oh, I don't want to interfere. This is their karma. This is their process. The universe needs to teach them this so that they can move past it. And if I interfere, they won't be able to move past it. That makes sense. Wow, it just seems so dark and hopeless. So dark and hopeless, yeah. All right, we are about out of time for this session, but I kind of want to leave it on a little more positive note. Right, right, okay. So, though this system is dark and oppressive, it really just contrasts with the glory and the light of what has been done for us in Christ. We don't have to work. We don't yeah. have to just keep trying harder nothing we can ever do will ever be good enough but but jesus took on our sin and he lived the perfect life that we can't and he did the work that we can't do mm -hmm. and he paid the penalty for our sin on the cross and he he lived and he died and he rose again on the third day to set us free from all these systems of work and to set us free from sin and to set us free from just these oppressive systems. And so if we're free in Christ, hang on to that freedom, friends. Don't be lured away by these mystical experiences or promises of even just this is going to bring you relaxation. It's not. It's going to bring you bondage. It's going to bring bondage. We're free in Christ. Let's right, right, right. All right. For Critical Issues Commentary, this is Jessica Kramus. We've been speaking with Amy Russell, and we will be back with her again next week where we're going to talk some more about yoga and meditation and how these things are creeping into the church. We'll see you next week. <laughs>